nearly half the record amount of cocaine seized last year came in one operation, which ended all the terms in November. 800 kilograms of cocaine were discovered, and six people charged. I play the win, my old foes trying to make amends. Just cause we got the same enemies, that don't make us friends. Nothing's making sense, I'm watching angels sin. I'm seeing demons repent, for now I play the fence. When I got nothing left to give, that's when they take offense. Life through these black shaded tents, made back Mercedes Benz. They came and went like pretend friends in the Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legendary Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It will definitely mean a lot to me. What I like to do from time to time is I say a lot that there's there's a difference between tanking and just being bad. You know, a lot of teams want to say, oh, we're tanking, we're tanking, we're tanking, we're tanking to get draft picks or whatever. But, and I say all the time, you could only tank for so long until you're just, you, like, like for instance, there's, there's teams that have been tanking since I've been born. Now, I wasn't born yesterday, people, so that's been a while. So at some point, you're not really tanking, you just don't know what you're doing. And what I'm going to do, and I'm going to put in my GM hat. And from time to time, I'm going to pick a team, whether it's NFL, NBA, baseball, whatever it is. I'm going to pick a team, and I'm going to bring them to the promised land in five steps. Now, again, whether you want to listen to GM Jalen or not, it is what it is. But I am going to tell them, whatever team I choose, how to go from the bottom to the top. Now, again... This is free game, so listen at your own expense. It is what it is. And I wanted to start this with the home team, the Washington Wizards. Now, I have been a Wizards fan. I mean, born and raised in, in Maryland. And, I, I, you know, I'm just a Wizards fan. And in order to fix the Wizards, the Wizards is going to be the first team I fix. In order to fix the Wizards, you have to, we have to paint a picture of where they are. The Wizards are currently 18 and 32 as we're recording this and they're they're going nowhere fast, man. They they have two dynamic players. You have Bradley Bill who's arguably one of the best uh two guards in the league. You have Russell Westbrook who's still a triple-double uh triple-double machine. However, your bottom here in the bottom percent percentile in defense but you're in top 15 in offense. So, you I mean at this point if if the draft was tomorrow, you'd probably be around 6 to 15 range unless you just hit on the on the lottery which who knows. But in five steps I'm going to bring the Wizards from 18 and 32 to the promised land, to championship contenders let's first start with number one at some point you have to be real about where you are you know you have to be real about the piece sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and realize i've been wrong and, and also there are some times when a coach a coach is a really good coach. Just might not be a good coach for that bunch. Like, I think that Greg Popovich is an incredible coach. I think that Greg Popovich is is one of the greatest coaches, you know, the, the league has ever seen. However, I think that coaching the Spurs is the perfect place for him to coach. While I'm not taking away from his incredible, you know, his incredible resume and and you know being one of the greatest coaches, I don't know if he would have been as successful coaching a team like Golden State when they had Curry and, and Clay and 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 Draymond Green and and KD. I just don't know if he would be as successful. I'm not saying that he would not be successful, but I don't know if he'd be as successful coaching those big name players for Golden State. I think. You know, getting Tim Duncan, getting Mono Ginobili, getting Tony Parker, a uh, young Kawhi Leonard. I think those temperaments, those type of players definitely, oh, especially, and David Robinson definitely helped the cachet and helped the, the quote-unquote coaching development of a Greg Popovich. 
But with all that being said, I'm not saying that Scott Brooks is a bad coach. I mean, Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks has led a team to the to the NBA Finals. Scott Brooks has coached some really good players. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. But when you look at the Wizards and you look at the fact that night after night, they score with the best of them. They're one of the best scoring teams. Like I said, they're in top 15, I think top 10 actually in scoring, I believe, or top 15 in scoring. Yet and still, they be getting blown out. They be they 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 have large leads and then they dwindle down to 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 lose. It's like at some point you have to look at who's leading these 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 players. Now it would be different if the Wizards were just a black hole of talent. Like if they just didn't have any talent, it would be different. However, when you have, like I said, a Bradley Bill, when you have a Russell Westbrook, when you have young players like Rui Hachimura, when you have a uh, um, some really good players. It's like, it just, you know, you, you know, you just, here, here's the thing. Here's what I'll do. Number one, the first thing to me, the wizards should do is fire head coach Scott Brooks. And the thing is Scott Brooks is, is doing exactly what he does. So you can't really get mad at Scott Brooks because if you look at the teams, if you look at the, the OKC teams that he had, they were always, and, and these are OKC teams with Russell Westbrook, with uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden was there, uh, Serge Ibaka. They were always top 10 to top 5 range in scoring, but they were always lower in, in defense. Now, and this is with a Serge Ibaka. This is with the height uh, advantage of a KD. They had Kendrick Perkins for a year or two. So I just think that Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks has never shown a ability to I'm not gonna say care about uh I'm not gonna say he doesn't care about defense I'm not gonna say that at all but I just don't think he he shows an onus and he emphasizes offense a lot more than defense and I think that it it shows with every team that he's coached now again this is not me saying he's a bad coach I just think that he has taken this team which is the Washington Wizards as far as he can take them and that is an incredible offense. I mean, hell, Bradley Bill is, what, second or third in scoring right now. Uh, he He's an all-star. You know, he's he, he, is, he has helped Bradley Bill, of course, stat-wise improve dramatically. And, of course, Russell Westbrook is still doing what he does with the triple-doubles. But I think you need a, a fresh voice, a, a voice that cares a lot about defense, in, into the into the head coaching seat because I think it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like Scott Brooks can take them as far as they are now. It seems like with Scott Brooks, they have hit their ceiling. And I I, I think the first thing that you have to do is firehead firehead coach Scott Brooks and bring on uh I'm not gonna say a a a, a coach that only solely focuses on defense but a coach that puts more of an onus on defense and a coaching staff that puts, I'm not saying fire the whole staff, but I'm saying a, a coach that puts more emphasis on defense. Cause there should be no reason why Washington is as bad on defense as they are. Like it's there, there should be no reason. That's, that's crazy. Like they are God awful. I think they're, I think they're probably second or third worst defense in the entire league. And that is in a, in a league with, the Chicago Bulls. That's in the league with the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's in the league with um the 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 um the the Sacramento Kings. Like this is that there should be no reason why a team that has a Bradley Bill has a has a uh Russell Westbrook should be as bad as they are. You know what I mean? So the first thing I would do was fire head coach um Scott Brooks and bring on a new coach. And, and since since I'm fixing the team and since I'm being GM Jalen, I'll give you a coach that I could see um I could see fit in here. I don't know if um let me see. I'll say this. We look I say I say you should bring someone like David Fisdale. Uh, we know what happened with New York, but of course we know with the ownership in New York and the players that they had, it didn't work out. But David Fisdale was pretty good in Memphis. And, you know, 
Hell, you could bring um, – yeah, I, I think David Fisdale would be a pretty good good coach for this organization. I don't know if – I mean, I don't know if you can pry him away from wherever he is, but a lot of people say Mark Jackson, but Mark Jackson, as we saw with Golden State, was kind of more of a of a developing coach. Yeah, or, you know, you could bring Mark Jackson, but I'll say David Fisdale would be a pretty good coach for this group. Um, I think that he has a track record and is able to coach uh, stars. Like I said, Bradley Bill, Russell Westbrook, I think that he'll be able to get the most out of the younger players. And, you know, I also like Nate McMillan. I think Nate McMillan will be really good for this for this group. Um, so either Scott Brooks, I mean, not Scott Brooks, either David Fisdale or Nate McMillan will be really good. Number two. Now, one thing that the Wizards have not done really well is draft. Now, now they did do good with Rui Hachimura. He's pretty good. He averages 14 points a game this year. Uh, they did Danny, uh, I forgot his name, Danny Avica. Avica, he's pretty good. I mean, he averages, what, six points a game, but he does more than just score. The Wizards have not, now, now I will say this. The Wizards have not done a really good job in, in, um, drafting but it's also this position that they're in they usually get either from sixth to ninth or something even if they're bad like they haven't really had um a really good draft position and when they have had a good draft position they've got people like uh Juan Vesely and stuff like like that ain't gonna work bro uh, Juan Vesley, when you had uh you know Giannis still in the rank so it's it's, it's we're not gonna talk about it what I would say is this. I think that you have to do whatever it takes, whether it's a draft or, or go up or something like that, to try to get into the top four. If if you don't hit the lottery and get into the top four, you need to try to draft trade up to get to the top four to get a a scoring big man. Cause while we have Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant is not the tallest and not the best defending uh big man. Of course he gives you energy, he gives you buckets around around the you know the paint or in the paint but he's not the best defender especially defending out in space now of course you don't expect a center to be able to do that a lot but he's undersized so what do you you know he's he's a, he's a ball of energy and stuff like that but he's still undersized also outside of Russell Westbrook and, and Bradley Bill, they don't really have a third score, like a third person that can really put the ball on the ground and get you a bucket. I mean, they tried to do that with Rui Hachimura, but he's still young. Of course, you have sharpshooters like Davis Bertans, but he ain't putting the ball on the ground no time soon. Like, they just don't have a bona f- – they just don't have a score. I mean, yeah, they, they, just, they just don't have it. So I would say try to trade up. I don't think you're getting number one. Like I, I don't see that. I think that someone like Minnesota or something might got that locked up or Detroit or something. They might got that locked up. But try to get anywhere from two to four. Uh, I don't know if you got to trade up. I don't know what you got to do. But try to get between two and four so you can get someone like an Evan Mobley from U- USC. You can get someone like a Dave, uh, Davion Mitchell from Baylor. While... Evan Mobley isn't the greatest scorer. He's still a big man that can put the ball on the ground and get you a bucket. Davion Mitchell could could solve the problem that you have of that third person being a scorer. Not to mention, Russell Westbrook's not a shooter. Davion Mitchell is is a is an incredible shooter. So I think that if you if you try, uh, I don't. First of all, in 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 terms of that, I like. Also adding to that, if you do not listen to me and keep Scott Brooks, I I don't understand why he 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 throws out this three guard lineup with Ish Smith, uh, Neto, and Russell Westbrook, which just blows my mind. It doesn't make any sense. But if you want to do that, you know you can. It would be better to have a Davion Mitchell. You know what I mean? Not to mention if you don't do that and. You know, Davion Mitchell is an incredible scorer. He can start at the one. No, he can start at the two. Russell Westbrook at the one and Bradley Bill at the three. Like, there's ways that you can, you know, you just need someone that can score, man. And they just don't have, outside of Bradley and, and Russell Westbrook, they don't have someone that can go get their own buckets. 
Or if you're lucky enough to get Evan Mobley, you have someone that is tall. You have someone that can put the ball on the ground. You have someone that's an incredible shot blocker. And you have someone that uh, has incredible touch around the rim. So try to draft. Try to trade up if you don't hit the lottery and get between two and four. Try to trade up to get between two and four. So that is number two. Number three, and this is something that the Wizards have not done at all. That is make smart free agency decisions. Like, they just haven't, I mean, they, they haven't been really good in free agency. There's been free agency, there's been free agents out there. I don't know if it's been due to money. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. But they just have not been good free agent-wise. And I think a team that, you can really tell, the fortunes of a team by their moves in free agency. And usually the Wizards moves in free agency is ringing up on somebody, getting someone that's pretty much past their prime or, you know, they they just, or not making any moves at all. Now there are now, okay. I will say this, this free agency coming up, they, there's not a lot of players that um could tip the needle, but there are some players that can be really good for the Wizards. Let's see, you have DeMar DeRozan. If you don't luck out and get Davion Mitchell, DeMar DeRozan could be someone that comes in and gives you gives you buckets. Because like I said, the Wizards struggle with a third score. And, and Quadras is kept. While he's not better overall than Russell Westbrook, he will be more of a scorer than Russell Westbrook. And you they'll be able to occupy three different types of the fleet. You'll be able to occupy three different positions or three different spots on the floor. You have Russell Westbrook, who's more of a North and South player, gets to the rim, gets fouled, do what he does. DeMar DeRozan pretty much solely operates in the mid-range. You know, his he's he has one of the greatest mid-range shots the league has ever seen. And then you have Bradley Bill, who's able to stretch out the defense and, and score from three. So if you can try to get a DeMar DeRozan, try that. On a lower on a little lesser scale, if you can try to get a Rudy Gay, try to go get Rudy Gay. Again, you need someone that can score the ball. And of course, Rudy Gay is he's not out of his prime, but he's not in his prime. You know what I mean? So or let me say this. He's not in his prime, but he's not washed. So I think Rudy Gay can definitely give you some buckets. I, I know you signed a one-year deal, but see what Mo- LaMarcus Aldridge is, is, is talking about after this year. See what Bradley – I mean, not Bradley. Uh, Blake Griffin is talking about after this year since they all on one-year deals with uh, the Nets. You just need to bring in somebody or people that can – that can be beneficial now, not people that were beneficial two, three, four, five years ago. Someone that can help now. That's just, that's that's what Washington does. Washington, they just, I just don't get it, man. But I just think you know, for number three, make smart, relevant. Excuse me, make smart, relevant free agency decisions now instead of you know, just re-signing somebody or sign someone that's well past their prime. Like this is the time now, like it. Usually, Washington, if you look at the free agency market, Washington will go out and sign Isaiah Thomas. They'll go out and sign a DeMarcus Cousins now instead of being able to do that when they were better. You know what I mean? Like the like the, the Dwight Howard move a couple years ago. It's just make fart smart. I'm sorry. Make smart free agency moves. Number four, you have to make a decision about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, I believe his contract's up in a year. And you have to make a decision. Is Russell Westbrook good enough in your in 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 the the, the organization's opinion to re up? If you do not re up, that is a lot of cap space that's coming off of the books, and you have to figure out what to what to do with that. And if there is not a player that is better or players that can accumulate what Russell Westbrook does, then you should re re sign him. Because again, the last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do is have Russell Westbrook leave and all you have is Bradley Bill and and nobody. Now again, it'd be different if you make free agency moves and you might I don't I don't know, but you have to make a decision on Russell Westbrook. Is he for one, does he want to be there? And two, is he has he been good enough or has he been effective enough to re-sign? And if he has been, if you I mean he's still averaging a triple double. Uh, you know, he's averaging at this point 20, 22, um, 
what, 22, 11, and 11. Like, that's that's incredible numbers. Now, because it's not really accumulating to winning, but you have to make sure, is Bradley, I mean, no, is Russell Westbrook that, that dude for you? And if he is, re-sign him, re-up. And if he's not, see what you can get for him. Because I don't know how flourishing the market is for him right now, even though he is putting up all these numbers, you know. That's what you have to make sure. That's number four. Make a decision on Russell Westbrook and make a stern one. And number five, and I think the the biggest, one of the biggest reasons, I think this has to do a lot with Scott Brooks. Um, but what I've seen is the Wizards have a tendency not to use their bench effectively. I mean, you've had, let's see, you've had Troy Brown Jr. on the bench, a young player who can take minutes from Bradley Bill and give you give you good minutes. You had Isaac Banga. Like, you've had good players that you just don't use. They do not use the bench effectively, and they don't use their young players effectively. Like, it, there's no reason why you should have um, you should have Rui Hachimura playing, what, 41 minutes, and when Troy Brown was there, he played damn near one or two. And, sure, and I'm not saying they play the same position, but that's a young player that can help. And the Washington has not been a good organization at developing young players. Now, again, I, I hear, but what about Bradley Beal? Bruh, that's one player. <laughs> and, that I mean, that's, that's Bradley Beal. What about John Wall? Well, John Wall's not there anymore. So, if Washington needs wants to go as far as they can go, the last, the last thing you want to do is continue to put forty and forty-one minutes on on your star players like Bradley Bill and and Russ. I mean, Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook play thirty-five minutes each, which which is good for a superstar. But when Rui Rui plays thirty-one, um, Danny plays twenty-four, and Troy Brown played. 14 minutes tops and that's that's sparingly because he played 14 minutes for three games and then wouldn't play for the next four it just doesn't make and troy brown okay i understand he's not on the team anymore i'm just giving an example of a fact that he was a player that you need to nurture that you need to develop but you're not going to do that if he continues to play sporadically on the bench so i think washington needs to make a decision about what they want to do with their with with a lot of things like and I, I'll give you a recap just just in case you weren't listening I'll give you a recap when the five st- the, what's it five, the five steps that they need to do to for, to go from fourteenth or fifteenth in the East to uh, championship contenders is a fire or one fire Scott Brooks and bring on a, a coach that's more balanced that is able to focus on the defense more. I threw out a Nate McMullen. I threw out a David Fisdale. Um, if you want to, uh, you can throw out a, a, a Scott Brooks. Um, see what Van, see what uh, Jeff Van Gundy talking about. One, someone like that. Number two, try to draft a forward or or, or a bit, no, try to draft a score or a big. Try to tra- trade up if you don't do well in the lottery. Try to get an Evan Mobley. Try to get a Davion Mitchell. Um, make smart free agency moves. Like I said, see what see what Blake Griffin's talking about. See what the Marcus Aldridge's talking about. See what um, Rudy go. I mean, uh, Rudy Gay or Demar Derozan. You know, see see players like that. Number four, make a decision if you want to re up or not on Russell Westbrook and stay t- and stay tight on that. Because uh, the last thing you want to do is have him leave for nothing and you have nothing. Because then you'll again we're rebuilding. And then you, you go nowhere. And five, use the bench more. And when I say use the bench more, use the younger players more and develop them. Be able to develop young players because if not, you're going to continue. Like, if you look at all the teams that have won in the recent, let's say, let's say the recent, uh, uh, the recent, recent, recent NBA champion winners, right? The Lakers. They, they were, I'm not saying he's the greatest, but they were able to develop the Kyle Kuzma. Um, Golden State held from from 
from freaking birth, they developed a, a Steph Curry. They developed the Clay Thompson. They developed the Draymond Green. And they had young players, even though the, some of them not there anymore, but they had Damian Lee. Lee. Uh, they had um, Jordan Bell. They've had players that they've, able, they've been able to develop. Uh, Kevon Looney. Um, if you look at the Rocket, I mean the Raptors, you had they they developed a Pascal Siakam, they developed a Fred Van Vliet, um, you know play, Norman Powell, like it's it's if you do not develop these players, they will not. Or if you don't develop young players, they won't. Your team is only as strapped as you know you'll be. Like look at players that haven't developed young players well, like the freaking Bulls, go uh, the Wizards. Um, Minnesota. I mean, you have Anthony Edwards, you have Carl Anthony Towns. Now you have D'Lo, but and he's been in and out for injury. But and they've been really good. But what about any other young players? And what about why is their record so bad if they've developed so well? So that's those are the five steps that the Wizards. And this is the first team that I fixed. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> These those are the five steps that'll take the Wizards from bottom tier to 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 a pretty good a pretty good team i don't i don't know if they'll be able to win a championship but i know that they'd be closer to winning championship if they listen to what i said than where they are now so that's the washington wizards again i will do this from time to time i'll pick a team whether it's an nfl team whether it's another uh, nba team whether it's an mlb team and i will i will fix them i will bestow my gmness onto them <laughs> But let's move forward, man. Oh, okay. Um. So I'm not one, and, I, and I've talked about this briefly before, and I will talk about this briefly now, um, or give an update and, and be a little brief about it. But so, 22 women in total have come out against Deshaun Watson. Um, and everything ranging from like inappropriate uh, gestures or, or inappropriate conversations to full out sexual assault, you know, has has pretty much been um, accused of Deshaun Watson. In uh, charge, you know, the charges may be coming soon. Um, I know two women or a woman came out with like a press conference and said what she said. And some women have put their names to paper uh, and this that, and the third. And of course, with that being said, you know Nike has—they haven't dropped Deshaun Watson, but they've suspended uh, their relationship with him at this point. He's—he's um, he's lost what Rolex. He's lost a couple of endorsements. He's lost pretty big endorsements. Nike being the biggest, pretty much. Um, here's the thing. I'm not, I, I will first say this. I am not one to just automatically go with, since he's been accused of something, he automatically did it. I understand that there's three sides of the story. There's one I mean, there's his side, there's the young lady's side, and then there's the truth. And of course, the only people that would know each side is Deshaun Watson and whoever's accusing him. I will I will admit this. 22 is a tough number. 22 is a tough number. And the the Deshaun Watson's camp and his lawyer and everything are pretty much saying that you know, if I think they're trying to go with the um argument that if one person is lying then all of them are lying. But I'm like that's 22 people, bro. And 22 people are pretty consistent about what you've done and, and, and their story. Again, I'm not here to say he did it. I'm not here to say he didn't do it. If he did do it, then repercussions need to be swift and and strong. Because, I mean, nobody should ever sexually disrespect anyone, whether it's a man to a woman, whether it's a woman to a man, whether it's a man to a man, whether it's a woman to a woman. Nobody should sexually, nobody should disrespect anybody. Uh, nobody should ha harass anybody. Nobody should, nobody should um, have to go with what or have to deal with what these women are accusing. 
Deshaun Watson of doing. Um, again, I'm not here to say he's done it or not because I don't know. I, I would like to wait to you know his day in court. Um, and I'm also not here to say that the women are lying either. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I will say this. Uh, I think that the NFL will more than – I'm almost sure. I don't know, of course, but I'm almost sure that seeing the volume of women that have come out, that Deshaun Watson more than likely will end up on the player's exemplist until something gets figured out. Because the NFL can't just not do anything. At this point, he's one of the marquee players. Um, he is – and it's not, yeah, he's one of the marquee players and the volume and amount of women that have come out, it will be such a terrible look if the NFL does nothing about this. And it'll be a crazy, crazy look if week one of the NFL, Deshaun Watson's playing. Now, again, I'm not saying that he did it. I'm not saying that he didn't. But what I'm saying is the optics will be incredibly bad if Week one, he is playing, and there's still none of this has been resolved. Um, so and I, I understand, you know, more than likely he wasn't playing week one, anyways, uh, seeing as though the, the rift between him and the Texans, but yeah, I just, I just don't see how the NFL does not put him on the NFL exemplist, um, because that just would be a horrible look for the organization. Uh, if or for the NFL, if Deshaun Watson is able and playing week one with this not being resolved. Um, again, I'm not here to say he did it because I don't know. And I, I'm I'm one of the people to I, I will wait until he gets his day in court. He says what he says. Um, but a lot of things just doesn't look right, in my opinion. Like I said, 22 women is crazy. And the fact that now you're starting to see people put names to claims, put faces to claims. That was one thing that a lot of people were, were waiting on. It's just like, all right, well, if ain't no women coming out, blah, 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 then it ain't true. People are coming out and having press conferences. And I just haven't heard what I want to hear from Deshaun Watson's camp. I haven't heard definitively, I ain't done this. I like I have not done this like I, I haven't heard that yet I've heard you know I've treated women I just want y'all to know I've treated women with respect um I've heard his lawyers say stuff like uh you know one or two of the people have tried to extort him but that doesn't negate the other 21 or 20 people like I don't all I'll say is this man if Deshaun Watson did this and it, if Deshaun Watson has done this, I think that, you know, if it, I think punishment needs to come in a form of the NFL and in the form of the justice system. Um, I don't think whether he's African-American or not, I don't think that somebody that is able to just blatantly sexually assault people um, should just just no matter how much money you got should just be able to be like oh it is what it is um i we're in a different time i know back in the day it was probably you know like oh well you know it is what it is but no it's no if he didn't do this i hope that you know the evidence comes out and says he did he didn't but i'm not going to come on this platform at least and say i believe blank or I believe the women or I believe Deshaun I'm not going to do that I am going to be fair and say I'm going to wait to see what evidence comes out and I'm going to wait for his day in court I will admit that it does not look good <laughs> it does not look good at all seeing just this 22 is a tough number bro 22 is a hard number to see in terms of people that have come out and said that um he has done this not to mention some of the optics are just all like wild like again I'm not a professional athlete um I played college it is what it is but I'm not a professional athlete and I understand that a professional athlete's body is pro is their check pretty much especially when we talk about the NFL and the NBA their professional the their body is their check their body is what their body and their skill is what um 
brings in income that provides for them, provides for the family. I understand that. So I understand an athlete getting a massage, you know, every week, maybe two, two times a week. I get that. But I've heard multiple people, former players, uh, former women, a former, former, um, athlete, former and current athlete, uh, massage masseuses. And it's very rare that a, an athlete has more than I'll say two or three masseuses. It's very rare that they have more than two or three. And it's very rare that they get them from contact them and seeking them on social media. Now, the fact that Deshaun Watson, which has been proven, the fact that Deshaun, the fact that Deshaun Watson goes out on social media and contacts these women, women, especially in the time that we are and the status that he is, is a, is a red flag in my opinion. And the fact that he has 30, 30 something, like 30 massage therapists, it blows me away because it's like, I understand. Okay. And this is why I said that I listen to former athletes. I listen to former women, uh, or former women. <laughs> I listen to women that have, you know, been former and, and current masseuses. And they say that usually an athlete would have either one that travels with them or they'll have two or three that one of them may travel. The other one might, may be in designated cities. It is what it is, but to have 30 and the thing about it, it'll be different if it was 30 and 30 different. Like if, if you had 30, a, a different one in every, um, every state, I, I, I could understand that too. But the fact that this was during quarantine, all this happened and you had them coming to your house, you had flying them out, this, that, and the third, that is something that's just, I just don't get like that is the optics has got like, that is horrible, bro. Um, optics wise again. Uh, and, and even though the optics could be bad, I'm not saying that he did it. And I'm also would not dare say that these women are lying what i would say is i wouldn't i'm going to wait for his day in court uh because trust and believe court is coming and i will let the evidence and i'll let the courts determine i'm not going to be the one to just you know side with uh the accuser i'm also not going to be the one to side with the uh person being accused i will just let let his day in court happen um and and that's where we go from that man that's that's where we go from there i will again also say this if it, it will be such a bad look if deshaun if none of this is resolved and deshaun watson does not land in the nfl exempt list because we've seen we've seen other cases worse cases than this of players that didn't end up in the nfl exempt list and especially with the sensitivity of dealing with women in this sheer amount of women I just don't see uh, Deshaun Watson not being on the exemplist at least week one. And honestly, if all this comes out to be true, oh, it and it's tough for me to say and it's tough for me to admit. But if all of this is true, it would be really tough for me to see Deshaun Watson playing NFL again, um, because I just don't see a team. Or an organization that will take a, a chance on someone that has, and again, this is this is all hypothetical, and this all could could not happen, but it would be tough for me to see a team take a chance on somebody that has been um that has come out and said that this is true. You know what I mean? So I think that we just have to let it all play out, man. And that's what I'm going to do before I cast my judgment. That's all I'm going. I'm going to let it play out. So. There you go. That's that's that. Um, lastly, before we go, I asked you guys on social media if you wanted me to rank. OK, so let me say this. The new WNBA, a new WNBA jerseys have come out. I think 24 have come out. There is a Explore edition and there's a Rebel edition of every jersey. And all of them look nice, man. They all look good. Uh, you know, they all tell a story in their own way. And I and I like all of them. Trust me. I'm I like all of them now I like some more than others but I, I pretty much like all of them and what I was what I asked you guys is if you wanted me to rank all of the jerseys from best to worst in my opinion and you guys said or worst to best in my opinion you guys said yes so what I'm gonna do to end the show is I'm gonna take all 24 new jerseys 
uh, each team having two. And, of course, there's 12 uh, WNBA teams. So I'm going to take 24, and I'm going to rank them from worst to best. Now, when I say worst to best, worst, in my opinion, doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that I like them less than others. I think they're all pretty good. I think they're all definitely sleek. I think they're all pretty nice. But I'm just going to rank my my uh, least favorite to most favorite. So let me start with number 24, which is the Minnesota Lynx. Oh, you know what? And also, also for my for the for the viewers that are just listening, I think that it would at least this segment, um, it would it would be smarter to come over or it would be more beneficial and you'll get more of an experience if you come over to the YouTube side uh and and watch the visuals at least this part seeing as though i'm gonna have the jerseys up while i'm talking and i i think that you know if you haven't seen the jerseys or if you just want to see them i think this segment at least if you're just listening this segment would will be more beneficial for you if you came over to the youtube the link is in the description below by the way but let me start with number 24 which is the minnesota Lynx explore edition um, I like it, man. It, it's nice. It it reminds me. I mean, it's more of the traditional uh, Minnesota that it kind of goes back to their old roots. And it reminds me a lot of and I, now when I say when I do these comparisons, I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm not putting them in the same realm. But it reminds me a lot of the Minnesota Timberwolves jerseys. Um, And, you know, I like them. I like them, but I, I don't like them as much as the other ones. So because of that, I have number 24, the Minnesota Lynx Explorer Edition. Number 23, I have Dallas Wings Explorer Edition. Um, Yeah, man, I, I, I like the I like the green. I like the blue, the light blues hints. I, I like the 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 um, I like the script of the Dallas, but I just I just think that you could have done a lot more with that, uh, especially with the color scheme that Dallas Wings are and have. I think you could have done a lot more. Again, I like them, but I just think I, I don't like them as much as others. So uh, that's why I have them at 23. At 22, I have the Seattle Storm um, Explore Edition. Uh, I, I, I'm not – I mean – it's cool. Again, it, it kind of goes back to its original roots with the the style of, of lettering. And I do like the yellow up top, green on the bottom type. But, again, I just feel you could have done more. I, I do like the jerseys. Again, I just, I just feel you could have done more. And that's why I have them at 22. 21, I have the New York Liberty um, Explore Edition. Now I do like the subtle hints of kind of like kind of like rust that because if you look really hard you can see kind of it rusting from the top to the bottom, kind of I guess an homage on the um on on the Statue of Liberty, and if you look you can kind of see grayish gold speckles uh for the, you know the toughness and the and the ruggedness of New York and stuff like that I like that. I also like I'm, my favorite color is black, so I'm a sucker for black, and I, I do like the black. But again, I just th- I think that there's more, there's better jerseys. And again, th- I, I have to continuously pre- preference myself by saying I like all these jerseys, bro. But you know, and and I love the the subtle hints that they do. But I just think I think it could have been there, there's better ones. So at 21, I have uh, the New York Liberty Explore Edition. Number twenty, I have the Phoenix Sun uh, Rebel Edition. I I don't I, I like the black again, and I also like the um the X, the orange X, and I like the the hints of purple. I I love that. I don't know that X kind of pops to me, bro. But again, to me, it's a little plain. It's a little plain, and the only reason why it's 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 higher than a lot or lower than a lot of them is because it's, it's plain. I, again, I love the X. I love the, I love the black. But you know, it's a little plain. So that's why I have that at twenty. At nineteen, I have the Atlanta Dream um, 
the Atlanta Dream Explore Edition. I loved it. I like I like the red with like the the beams coming on the side ish or the the gleams or whatever. I like the jersey, man. It's just again, it could have been a little better in my opinion. Now I'm also not here saying um, you know I could have made it better. I just I think that they're really good. the The WNBA has knocked about WNBA knocks a lot of things out the park, and they definitely did. A number and knocked out these jerseys so um shouts out to them but I, I have the atlanta dream explore edition at number 19 at number 18 i have the minnesota lynx um rebel edition i do like the thing i do like the 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 incorporation of music uh, venues that they did with kind of like the the marquee that they put the uh, Minnesota in, I, I I do like that. I like the black. I like the stars that's kind of subtle in the background. Um, I like that. But again, I just think they could have done a little bit more. But I I do like how they paid homage to the rich history that Minnesota has, especially when they talk about uh, uh music and locations and stuff like that. So, um. That is what I have for number 18. Number 17, I have the Chicago Sky Rebel Edition. Um, I like the fact the of the broken, you know, broken uh broken glass, uh shattered lines is what it, what it's called, I guess. I like that. I think it's different, I think it's unique. Um I definitely it definitely pops. Uh and it kind of like breaks the mold, breaks the glass, and, and, and I like that, man. I just, I, I just think they could have done a little better with the, with the two hues of blue. You got the dark blue and the white blue for the, for the sh- glass sh- uh, breaking. I just think, that, and I like the Shy Town. The Shy Town font kind of reminds me of the Houston font, the new like Houston Jones. I like it. I think it could have been better. I like it. I like it, and that's why I have that at number seventeen. At number 16, I have the Los Angeles Aces, uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Aces uh, Explore Edition. This Jonas Sleek, it just reminds me a lot of uh, Toronto, the Toronto jersey. Um, but I, I, I do like it. I like the red. The red definitely pops with the white um, and the, the subtle hints, even though black is my favorite color, the subtle hints of black on the trim. I like it. It is a clean, clean colorway. It reminds me, again, a lot of this Raptors um, jump, and I like it. So that's why I have that at 16. At 15, I have the Connecticut Sun Rebel Edition. Now, <laughs> the Connecticut Sun, hold on. I have, yeah, the Connecticut Sun Rebel Edition. Um, I, I, I like it. I like how they paid homage. Um, was it Kisuk, uh, in the Mohegan word for sun? I, I like how they, they switched it up. I think they switched it up a lot more than anyone just with the, just with the name. Um, I do like that. I like that they paid homage, homage to, um, the trail of life. Like I, I do like that. Uh, I like the blue. I, I like I like everything about this jersey. I like everything about all the jerseys, man. But they're just one that's there's just more that's better. But I do like the fact that they they kind of went went hella left, and and you know even changed well changed the name and 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 paid homage. So I do like that, and that's why I have that at number fifteen. Number fourteen, I have the Seattle Storm Rebel Edition. Um, I do like the rugged look that it has. I like it, it kind of, you know, the ruggedness of Seattle. Uh, I, I do like that. It, it kind of reminds me of, you know, with the swoosh going in the in the middle. It kind of reminds me of Portland, uh, except with, you know, different colors. <laughs> but I, I do like, you know, I do like the ruggedness that it looks and the sleekness with the black and the neon green hits. I, I do like that. Uh, and that's why I have that at number 14. No. Yes. Number 13, I have the Connecticut Sun Explorer Edition. I really do like the orange pop. Uh, I love it. Reminds me of I don't know if you guys remember the um, old uh, was it Zappers, Washington Wizard um, jerseys, how orange that was. It definitely reminds me a lot of that. And I and, and I love the the blue, you know, sun trim that's on on the on the collar. So. I love that. 
and and I do I'm not the biggest fan of orange, but I do love the orange pop and I love the font. And again, it reminds me a lot of the old uh, Zappers um, or Zaffers or whatever they're called Wizards jerseys. So that's why I have that at 13. At 12, I have the New York Liberty Rebel Edition. Um, I love the powder blue hits, the or the 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 powder green, whatever whatever type of green it is. I do love that. I don't know why I like that so much, but I do, and I like the equality that they did with the their their name. I love that. I don't know, man. That that greenish blue, man, or teal, whatever the hell it's called. I like I like that. It kind of reminds you of rust even more. Um, I like that, and I do like the equality uh, that's on the jersey. So I have that. For number 12. Number 11, I have the Washington Mystics Explore Edition. To me, this is hella nostalgic. It brings back the old Washington Mystics font. Um, I do like the red with the blue. Um, I, I do, again, it, th- that's more of a nostalgia type thing for me, seeing as though I'm uh, from the DMV. And it brings back the old font. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of the old jerseys, but I do like the old font. So... That's why I have that at number two, uh, 11. Now we're in the big boy tag categories. We're in number 10 or 10 through uh, 1. So for number 10, I have the Indiana Fever uh, Explore Edition. Yo, this jump reminds me so much of the new Golden State Oakland jerseys. And I love those jerseys. I love the the navy blue with the red and yellow and orange hits. I just love everything about this jersey, man. It it's crazy, man. I'm getting a lot of these jerseys. Uh, I I have to, and this is one of them I might gotta get, man. It just reminds me a lot of the the new Golden State Oakland Jones, and I love those too. So that's why I have that at number ten. Number nine, I have the Washington Mystics uh, Rebel jersey. I love this because it's different. It reminds me of the old Washington with the bu- or old Bullets jerseys. Um, and it also has script of, I believe, the 19th Amendment, uh, which given the women voter rights. And I think that is such a great touch. And again, it reminds me a lot of the old Bullets jerseys with the navy blue and the orange, uh, you know, going around, going across the chest. And the fact that it pays homage to women with the script, and seeing that being, and seeing that it's a team in Washington, so something with the amendment uh, and the Constitution definitely is 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 a good subtle uh, nod to it, I guess. That I, I do like that, and that's why I have that at number nine. Number eight. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why I have that at number eight. Oh, damn, my fault. Let me go back to number nine. Number nine, I have the... Actually, no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Number eight, I have the Los Angeles Sparks Rebel Edition. Um, I do... It reminds me a lot of the Kobe the Kobe jerseys that the, that the Lakers wear. I do like the black with yellow hit with the star speckles on the side. I love that, man. It, it, it's, it's really nice. And again, it reminds me a lot of the Mamba Edition jerseys. Now, I know they're different. But it reminds me a lot of the Mamba jersey edition that the Lakers uh, wear. And I do, again, I, I'm a sucker for black. And I do like the black and yellow hits. So that's why I have that for number eight. Number seven, I have the Dallas Wings Rebel jersey. I don't know, bro. I love this, John. I love the uh, the World War II Warhawk, John. I, I love the green. I love the, 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 the patch in the middle. Uh, I, I, the logo. I just, I love that deep olive green man um and 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 it was inspired by a plane manufactured in texas by a texas flown and texas flown by women air force service pilots uh which is w uh wasp i man that joan is tough and it's subtle it's subtle but that joan is tough it i love it man that is the dallas wings rebel edition that joan is tough i have that number seven number six I have L.A. Sparks, um, the L.A. Sparks Explore Edition. I think this pretty much um, encapsulates the team better than anyone. Uh, you know, it has the palm tree. It has the old. Uh, it, it just it, it encapsulates what the Sparks are in California. And, of course, it has the purple with the white, the yellow, with a, a small speck of uh, indigo. That jumps tough. 
I, I and I like how it's spelled out. Los Angeles kind of remind it, 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 that joint encapsulates um, California, and I like that. And that's why I have that at number uh, six. Number five, I have the Chicago Sky Explore Edition. I love this joint with the black, yellow. It reminds me of Laney, um, Laney, you know, in Chicago. I, I do, and I like how you know it's it has like the blue words, um, kind of falling down, the kind of like the Matrix. That joint's tough, bro. I love, I love this man. I, I love the 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 sky blue with the yellow and the black and the word the matrix words coming. Man, that joint's tough. It has city blocks. The city blocks. That's what that's what it represents. It says, man, that joint, that joint is tough. That joint's tough. And I have I have that at number uh, five. Number four, and I guess you know this might be a little controversial because some people think it's ugly, but I like it. Is the Indiana Fever uh, Rebel Edition. And this brings back my nostalgia and it brings back my love or it 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 kind of puts two together my love for basketball and my love for Stranger Things. I, I know a lot of people's with me that say they love Stranger Things and the fact that they were able to take the um inspiration from Stranger Things and put it on a jersey, especially uh an in Indiana, which of course is the fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana, which is in, in Stranger Things. Bro, that joint's tough with the blood speckles and the and the Indiana fever has the same font as the Stranger Things. That they knocked that joint out the park, bro. And and that yeah, hey, that joint's tough. That's why I have that joint at number four. So high, I, it's it's so high for me due to nostalgia. Like I said, I love the blood spatter. I, that joint is tough. Number three, I have the Atlanta Dream Rebel Edition. Man, I love the the the. The trend, the the transition, translucent hits or whatever, the the bluish teal, pink red hits on the side. I love the ATL with the star. I love the navy or the the neon blue. Like this joint, that joint is clean. One of the cleanest in my opinion, especially on the side, man. Um, I, I like everything about it. It's and it's very subtle. The the jersey is very subtle, which is why I have it so high. Like I can, you can rock like a lot with that, man. And, yeah, that's why I have it at number three. Number two, I have the Las Vegas Aces uh, Rebel Edition. That joint screams. the. Uh, that joint reminds me so much of the OVO um, Toronto jerseys. And I just love the cleanness with the black, gold, and white. Um, with the star, like the stars and stuff coming from. Man, that joint's clean. I love the gold hits, bro. The gold hits is tough. And... It's it's just crafted to perfection, bro. And I like the aces on the side. Like it's it's them that the gold really does it for me, man. And that's that's why I have it at number two. And of course, if you if, if you're waiting, you're waiting. Number one is the Phoenix Sun Explore Edition. I love how this reminds me so much of the um the Miami Heat jerseys that go from one color and you go down to the other. That joint, that joint's tough, man. I love how it starts with orange. And once you once you continue to go down, it ends up being purple. Like I said, it reminds me a lot of the the um the Miami Heat uh, city jerseys now. And them Jones is tough. the 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 WNBA does an incredible job at most everything that they do. Of course, you know uh, they don't get as much recognition as they should. But the WNBA knocks out the park, and they definitely knocked all they knocked all these jerseys out the park. Like like. It was it's been it was incredible. And I'm excited to see what they look like on the players and I'm excited to see what else the WNBA has um up their sleeve coming up for this season. And there you have it, man. That has been this week's episode of the, the Unpopular Podcast or this today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate appreciate everyone that listens. Again, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It would definitely mean a lot. Again, if you're one of the listeners, which I truly appreciate, appreciate, and you don't know what any of these jerseys look like, I would definitely come over to the YouTube at least just for that segment, and because the jerseys will, you know, you'll see them on the screen, and you can decide uh, which one you like or not. If you don't agree with, or if if there's another jersey that you, or if there's a jersey that you like that I may have had too high, too low, leave in the comments. Let me know. I definitely will talk about it. I appreciate uh, interacting with you guys. Um, again, 
I hope that you have a great day, great week, and until next time, much love. Darius. Yeah. How you feel about love? Huh? How you feel about love? Love is trash. It's trash. Yeah. Wow. Yo. See what I won't do is know your past gone and still treat you like the old you. But try to latch on when I need to let you go soon. Or let it drag on if you saying you gon' go cool. Cause I ain't tryna hold you, no. But what I will do is help you unlearn things so I could then rebuild you. Or when you went across fire, no, I could come and shield you. Or I could be a mirror just so you could know you still you. But still, you love giving me your demonstration. She said that she don't fuck with Boogie, she discriminating. Somebody instigating. Man, I done been around the world. It ain't no sicker places right between the spot of your love and your manipulation. Put that on my own. Shit. Put that on my mama that the shit could be misleading when you bonded through the trauma. I put that on my other shit. Put that on my mama that my sketchiness is drawn from all the problems with my father. It go shout out to Janae and days I think about still uh, sick as I ain't noticed we was going downhill. You know hurting full of work. You know healing is a skill. Beauty in the emptiness is that I still could get refilled. What I will, what I want. Yo, that's what I want to do. It was my sunroof when rain tried to come through. She hit a lick off my pain, so it's fuck you, it's fuck you, it's all. Uh, what I will do is...